0: Welcome back to The Inner Athlete. This is episode number 61. In today's episode, I do have another guest interview, uh, but this one is not with an expert in the nutrition coaching space. It is with somebody who has actually walked through the journey of being a client. And Today, I have Amber on to talk a little bit about her weight struggles, her struggle to obviously losing weight, and how she has transformed her life in order to allow her to maintain that weight loss and we're going to go into a little bit about the things that she experienced, hopefully give you guys some motivation, inspiration to know that everybody does struggle, um, and it's all about learning how to overcome those struggles. So without further ado, here is Miss Amber. Awesome. I'm just going to give a few minutes. Uh, guys, on live feed, if you're watching, I see somebody is watching. Um, I got Amber on today. We're going to talk to her a little bit about her journey. Um, but if you guys do have questions as we get going please don't hesitate to put them in the chat box or in the comments so we can kind of watch and see those. I will be um, checking those periodically. So uh, first off, Amber, thank you so much for doing this, not just for me, but for our whole community. Um, I think it's going to be awesome to hear firsthand from somebody who's been through the journey, like, you know, honestly, everything that you experienced, the ups, the downs and everything. And and I just wanted to start with a little introduction. So go ahead and start by telling us a little about yourself, whatever you want to start with.
1: So um, myself, I'm a mom of two kids. I work at a school. Um, so Monday through Friday, I, you know, my day is pretty hectic. Um, we wake up at the crack of dawn, you know, do the whole morning routine, I get out the door, work. I try to sneak in some walks sometimes on my breaks um, and then home, get the kids settled a little bit try to get a workout in, in the gym, in my garage. And then, you know, the nightly routine, um, my husband and I kind of do the journey, you know, together, um, as far as like how I got started on my journey and like where I started, um, as a kid growing up, I remember like earliest being about sixth grade, being concerned about my weight and trying to figure out, do I need to start looking at what I'm eating and you know, being super self-conscious about myself. Um, so it started pretty young, um, didn't get much better you know, going into high school. Um, I was getting taller, so I got a little bit leaner, but that bad habit still caught up with me and eventually I ended up gaining you know, more weight. Um, went to college, obviously gained weight there. Like most people do, um, then what, then I, you know, met my husband and actually, then I went to CrossFit, um, maybe like 2011 and 12 ish, lost some weight. Um, then I met my husband, got comfortable and gained more weight. Um, So I was really heavy at my wedding. Um, Then Alex and I both started CrossFit post-wedding. And then we got pregnant with my first son. Then I tried keto, lost a little bit of weight, couldn't maintain that. (laughs) And then I got pregnant with my second son. And after that, um, I was just like, maybe this is my life, you know, like maybe being heavy and overweight is just going to be what it is. Um, The only thing that really, I guess, kind of like pushed me to really want to start losing weight is my husband made a bet with his friends in December, Uh 2019. (laughs) And so he started working out and like trying to watch what he was eating. And it like motivated me to want to like, not let him outshine me. You know what I mean? So one day, um, Lee and Alex were in the gym working out and I just like sat on the bike. Like I had no intention of working out, but I just sat on the bike and I started to pedal like a little bit. And then the next day is like when I came in I was like, we're going full force. I love
0: it. And I want to give people some context because you are very tall. And so kind of going back in your story, like I said, I really want to like unpack this not only for them, but for you as well. Yeah. Being in sixth grade, I'm sure because I've, I've met you in person. You're awesome. You're like six, one, right? Correct. Six you're foot. Six foot. So you're tall. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. So I can imagine in sixth grade, not only are you getting concerned about your weight, but you're also likely on the taller end
1: mm-hmm. of the
0: other girls in it. So you already had this like feeling in your mind of like, I want to be smaller like them. Right. And I get goosebumps because that is something that so many women experience, whether it's a size on their pants, whether it's their height, whether it's the size of their hands or their feet, it's always like we're meant to be small and genetically yeah. as an adult, you're six foot, which is walking around much taller than most females, which right. probably led you to some insecurities there. Like when your friends are wearing heels, when you put heels on right. you're now way taller, you know, so it was probably a little bit. So, and then kind of going back into like before all of this, what was your upbringing? And it doesn't have to be good, bad, or indifferent. But so, for instance, for me growing up, my parents, like every once in a while, would be like, we're on a health kick. And mm-hmm. it would be like some salads for lunch or some salads for dinner. But it was mostly like every other American. They were busy. We ate a yep. lot of fast food. We ate a lot of like packaged stuff. We would make some homemade stuff, but everything, we weren't really health conscious eaters. It was like, whatever. So, you know, before you started your journey of actually trying to lose weight, what was your relationship like with food? Were you like in a place of like, I've tried a lot of diets or I just don't even know. And I'm just so used to eating like fast food and and this stuff all the time. Like, how was that before all of that started?
1: I definitely remember going to like McDonald's a lot because my parents own their own business and, um, they were, always, you know, all consumed with that. Um, so there was a lot of times where it would just be fast food. I also remember both my parents were overweight. My mom ended up, um, getting gastric. Mm -hmm. Um, my dad tried and failed, you know, like a bunch of different diets as well. Um, so that diet culture was kind of always there. They didn't really share it with us, you know, um, like if like, let's say my dad was doing like Atkins at the time, um, we would have more steak obviously for dinners and things like that. Um, but, or like, you know, those Atkins bars would be, you know, in the pantry and stuff like that. Um, and that's actually one of the first like diet attempts that I tried in middle school.
0: Yeah, it's, it's so crazy. Cause I think one of my dieting attempts was, well, mine was, I tried to go vegetarian cause I was convinced oh. that vegetarians were skinny. Yeah. so I was going to get skinny. And then, and then it was like macaroni and cheese is vegetarian. So I could just eat Kraft macaroni and cheese, right? Yeah. I get it. So, um, now going into like your first stage of like CrossFit, right. You like, mm-hmm. you jump into CrossFit, like, obviously you and I both know that took like a lot of like guts, right? So how, oh, yeah. how did you feel going into the gym? That was likely your first gym experience. Is that like a fair game? Yep, it was,
1: it was it was pretty much my first gym experience. Um, Lee could tell you that he spent months trying to convince me (laughs) to go to CrossFit. Um, but I met some of my really good friends there and they're still really good friends. Um, so it was cool to see all different types of bodies working out, doing the exact same workout at different levels. But, um, yeah, I I was like seeing, you know, my weight drop, um, and it was really motivating. It was cool to see me gain strength while losing weight and just having fun with my friends.
0: Yeah. And before that, that was, so that was obviously before keto. So what was your diet? So when you joined into gym of CrossFit, did you get into like the paleo? Paleo, Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's pretty much everybody's story is like, Whole 30 yeah. challenge, paleo challenge. And and then maybe the gym brought in the zone blocks, but obviously most gym owners are like that's too much work. Our clients need to do that, or is it yeah. do the paleo? Um, so now you have two kids and yep. you've got Alex, and Alex also has made some amazing leaps and bounds in his life and is yes. still working towards uh, constant growth. Um, when you obviously you've done this up and down, what do you feel like whenever you've let's just say you started the keto thing, right? It was post-pregnancy. Yeah. What was like the breaking point for you there? Like, what was like, all right, I've got to do something. Was it just like, you woke up one day, like you said, when you started pedaling that bike and you're like, today's a day I'm going to make a difference.
1: Yeah. I actually woke up. I remember specifically it was like a random Wednesday when I woke up and I was just like, I have to do something different. So I had, I'm the type of person I have to research before I start. So I had been researching, you know, the keto, it was something new. It was, it was very hyped up but Mm -hmm. still kind of quiet, like to where it's not the way it is now keto. Um, So I was like, let me give this a shot. You know, if all these people are dropping so much weight and like, I had no idea truly about macros at Mm -hmm. that time. I had read books about macros because other coaches had recommended, you know, to count macros, but that concept like blew my mind pretty much. (laughs) So I never truly followed through with it.
0: Well, it's funny because I think that and this is why I still believe why keto works for people is if they can continue to build onto the basic habits, mm-hmm. they can switch from eating keto to being more flexible. But they never do. A lot of times, yeah. people plateau because they keto's easy. It's yeah. just so many carbs. So it there's not a lot of decision making, a lot of thought. It's just avoid these things. But that doesn't teach people how to have birthday cake and how yeah, to do exactly. Things. So when you were doing that process of keto, mm-hmm. did you find that you would have times where like you wanted to have something and couldn't, and did that make you feel guilty or did you end up overdoing it or how did that, how was that for you? Or were you like, no, I'm just super dedicated to keto right now?
1: Um, usually when I start something, I'm super dedicated. I only lasted keto, I think six months at that time. Um, time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but usually when I first jump in, I'm like super dedicated, like this is the way it is. There's no deterring me. Like, I'm, you know, you can put a birthday cake in front of me. I'll be like, no, nah, I don't need it. But eventually those things, I tried to find alternatives, like how to make, you know, with the almond flour and like all that stuff. Um, but eventually it just got so boring. I was tired of taco salads and like, you know, tired of what is it, the the keto coffee with like the. Creamer and oh my god, yeah, Yeah, I was tired.
0: Yeah, it's funny because and people don't even realize why they plateau is that, you know, our metabolism adapts and now we understand that you've been awesome. I remember we were really going hard and it was like eat more food today and you're like oh I dropped three pounds and it was like yeah, Uh, because our body adapts to things and with keto the adaptation happens pretty quickly and and that's why I was asking because it isn't very sustainable to just keep living where you're not able to eat these things and it's funny because yesterday I was at Publix. And I'm walking down the aisle with like the, like the shampoos and stuff. And they have like a, a wall of like diet products and it's like keto mm-hmm. fat bombs and this and that I'm like, I can't believe this stuff is still going, you know? And yeah. I, I just, it's, it's crazy that a lot of people still think that that's the right way. And, and for some people, I mean, I, I do think there are people that are abstainers and there are mm-hmm. people that are moderators. And I think that if you are somebody that needs to be an abstainer, whereas like food is like a drug to you. Keto right. might be a way to live, but it's just very small percentage of people, especially people that do CrossFit and weightlifting and things that require so much glycogen. It's not sustainable. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically after that, like, what was your weight? Like how much weight did you drop with keto? Cause that was before you I, got pregnant. I remember it was over
1: 50 pounds. Yeah. It's
0: about 50 pounds. Yeah, but then I
1: got pregnant.
0: pregnant. And then yeah. when you got pregnant, obviously keto went out the window and it was kind Correct. of like back to whatever you would normally do. Did your diet change dramatically from the keto to? Oh
1: yeah. I felt like pregnancy diet was like a free for all.
0: Yeah. And this is what's so hard is not even with the pregnancy, but people that are looking for something sustainable, right? Keto was something you were doing to lose weight. Mm -hmm. And then the second there was a reason no longer to lose weight, it was like, well, abandon that shit because don't need to do that anymore, right? And, and this is what's so different about what we do is that it's not just you know, don't eat these foods, it's figuring out what level of structure and flexibility you need, right? Mm-hmm. So, you had your first baby, you went back on keto after no, that-
1: nope. Um, after so you, you know,
0: no, I'm sorry, you did baby, then keto, then baby, then yeah, that's when you then. Went- I just
1: kind of was like eating a little bit better. I knew I didn't want to restrict myself because I would not make it. So um, after baby, I was eating pretty normal, um, but tried, you know, switching out certain things for healthier um, options or I don't know. I just, I just knew that I needed to make small changes and not drastic changes. So that's what I started to do. Um, so he was born July and then March of 2020 is when I got on the bike and,
0: Got
1: it. yeah. And I really started to watch what I was eating, but I still wasn't on a diet mm-hmm. yeah. until I messaged you.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I know. It's funny. I can like remember like where I was most of my clients that I like have memories with. It's like weird. I'll be like walking or I'll be driving. And I just remember a conversation we had, um, So kind of going into like, obviously people on here know how we coach and what we do. So I don't want to have to go into like, oh, how are we different? You know, Mm -hmm. you and I both know, like my goal was like, hey, we don't have to really restrict things. We just have to watch calorie intake. Um, You're finding a more balance. And, and now like you've been, I guess, on your own for a while. And now we're kind of getting back into things, maybe trying to pick it up, but you actually maintained your loss now within 10 pounds. I would say you've been in the 10 pound range for. I want to say a year now
1: close to. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. so.
0: Even though you've been up and down a little bit and you've had some other things happen this this year at surgeries and stuff like that, but you've right. been pretty much in that 10 pound range, which for most people, I tell them when you settle into a goal weight, it's going to be within that 10 pound range. And I say that because I know we're not quite finished yet. We're going to go, right. we're going to get a little bit lower, but, um, I guess I want to talk to you guys a little bit about, and with Amber, which is something maybe you don't even realize I'm actually happy with that because I think we all get into this mindset. Like it's got to be from point A to point B Mm -hmm. all the time. Like we've got to be always charging forward and it's December right now. And we're actually working together again, a little bit, trying to get that last bit off. So we're in a good place, but for some people, they've been pushing hard for like the last six to eight months. And Mm -hmm. I can remember, and you can remember back in like March or April, we're like, all right, Uh every little thing we're doing, I'm fucking over it. Like I need a break. Okay. Yes. And that was like hard and not hard. Right. Cause it was like, you wanted the break. You were obviously a little bit worried about that. I personally think that was the best thing you could have done. And a lot of people are so afraid of that. They're so mm-hmm. afraid of like taking the break from it. But even if you put on three to five pounds, like, do you feel like your habits when you took that break were obviously you had more moderation, you probably yeah. were a little bit more free on the weekends of that but do you sure. feel like your general routine was pretty much the same aside from when you had your surgery?
1: Um, yeah, like my Monday through Friday, I'm, I'm super dedicated and super consistent. Um, it's usually just on the weekends when I would have that flexibility.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. And that's why I really wanted to say that because I think for a lot of people and you're back on the track again and, and you're dropping weight again, like you're going to yeah. drop it. And, and I think that next year, They're going to settle into that new bracket and it's going to be, I'm going to maintain my weight in this next bracket. And that's, that's honestly longevity. So you lost weight on keto six months, you put it back on. Now -hmm. you've lost weight and you've kept it off for good. That's the plan is not just keeping it off for a short period of time. It's sustainable enough to where if you got pregnant tomorrow, Alex, like, don't even Cheryl, don't even, (laughs) Um, you know, you would know that like, you don't have to worry about foods that you've taken out or added back in and you might have some more cravings and things like that, but your life is pretty moderate. Um, and kind of going into a couple of things that I want to talk about is, you know, obviously coming from the background that you came from, and I know myself as well, Mm -hmm. you know, what it took to say, I'm not going to be the person that like, Oh, fuck it. I prep this, but I'm going to go have that in the drive-through instead. And what was it for you that really helped you? Like, so for me, just to give you an example is I kind of had to cut it out. I was like, I can't try and eat a little bit of it because if I eat a little bit of it, it's going to make me want more of it. And I right. just cut it out for a little while. And then over time I stopped craving it as much. So how do you feel like what really worked for you to stay committed? Because you are different than me. You have two kids, you have a husband, you have a job where you are also surrounded by people who don't eat healthy. A fair yeah. statement? Like everybody there is like, let's order whatever. You exactly. know, so how do you keep yourself focused on you when you've had a lot of distractions?
1: So mentally I'm a very determined person. You know, um, when I set my mind on something, I'm pretty stuck there, um, until I'm not, <laughs> I don't know how to explain that. But, um, so for me waking up in the morning, seeing like, how i am feeling? What am I in the mood for? And I track my day out from the moment I wake up. So there is no leeway. These are the macros. This these, you know, these are the numbers that I am hitting today. So I don't give myself a chance to mess up.
0: I love that. And it's something that I try and get. The people that are are always struggling cuz you know, you never really have to be perfect on your macros, right. but it, it gives you a blueprint. And the people that struggle all the time, it's because they're always trying to figure it out as they go. Yeah. And that's great if you literally have that much time and energy to put into every time you sit down to eat figuring it out. But exactly. you're like, I ain't got time for that shit. So it comes down to, and I was going to make this post and I haven't yet is learning how to prioritize you first, mm-hmm. but you can take care of everybody else the rest of the time. You yeah. know that your day is consumed by kids and work and all these different things. So for you, it's like, let me take five minutes, figure it out. Done. Mm-hmm. It's no longer a thought in your head. And, exactly. and yeah, I'm sure there are probably times when you're at work and people order pizza or whatever. And you're like, oh, this sucks. Like, how was that for you? Was that like something that was hard for you to be the person that's like, I'm going to eat this instead? Or did you just get used to that?
1: I think eventually I got used to it. And so did my coworkers They're they eventually are like, oh, she, she goes to the gym at like 5:30 in the morning, you know, yeah. um, we're not going to ask her if she wants to pitch in for pizza. Like we know that she brings her meals every single day. So there's no point
0: of even asking her. <laughs> I freaking love that. And you know why? Because it's something that is so uncomfortable when people first start is being able to set the standards. It's like, no, I'm not doing that. And Mm -hmm. it probably still feels somewhat uncomfortable when they're saying, oh, she's the girl that gets up at 5.30 AM. Like you almost feel a sense of like, are you judging me?
1: Right. Right. What?
0: Like people can judge you all they want. You have a goal and you're dedicated to it and you care about yourself more. And that's okay. And I think that the stigma is it's not okay to do that. Like, because Mm -hmm. everybody else is doing something else. And it really comes down to people having to understand that it is okay to be that person. Somebody has to be that person, why not you? You know, and it's I I mentioned this, you know a couple of days ago to somebody who's like be the person in the room that says, no thank you Mm -hmm. because you're gonna be stronger. And yeah, they might be like, oh, I remember you're on that thing. No, I'm not really on anything. I just care about what I'm eating more than that. So, you know, and it's, it's something that is I think for most people that they need to start doing more often because it becomes easier as you do it, you know? So, uh, going into some of like your biggest struggles and this can be present because I'm going to be honest, we all still struggle. Like there's going to be times where like, we don't give a shit about what we're doing. Cause we like want to do something else better. Like, like last week was Thanksgiving. Nobody should have been tracking macros on Thanksgiving. Like it's right. the holiday. It's going to create stress. So what are some of the biggest struggles that you experience, um, whether it's external or internal, um, and then like maybe how you push through them or like how you mentally pull yourself back from like, let's say you have a bad weekend and you kind of are like, oh, I got to get back on track again on Monday. How do you kind of deal, how do you deal with that?
1: Um, so like, as far as like my ultimate, like biggest struggle, it was definitely that March, April time, um, mentally, um, I was hungry. I felt hungry. But my problem was I wasn't really expressing what I was going through to you, which Mm -hmm. caused me even more stress because I wasn't being honest. And I was like, you know, I was um, binging basically over like the weekend, like overdoing it with calories. And then I would like underdo it during the week. And then it would just create this like terrible vicious cycle. And then eventually you're like, okay. We're just gonna up your calories so that you don't have these episodes over the weekend. And since then, it's been beautiful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, honestly, I haven't, I haven't wanted to overeat even on Thanksgiving. I didn't want to overeat. Alex and I were like, we're treating this like a normal day. We wake up, we're eating our breakfast still. We're gonna go enjoy our late lunch basically, and we're not taking leftovers home.
0: That was nice not to have to worry about bringing, <laughs> having lunch yeah. over in your house. Yeah. And it's so, it's so important that you say that because it is, it is hard. Like I, I only, I, I can understand because there's times where I'm talking to somebody like, oh, they really don't need to know about what I'm struggling with. And as a coach, I'm like, man, tell me what you're struggling with. And yeah. cause you don't know what I know. And, mm-hmm. and you don't know that what you're experiencing isn't something that I can help you with. You know, you right. think it's like, oh my God, I'm failing. And I'm like, no, you're pushing too hard. It's the opposite. Mm -hmm. You know, we're going too long. You know, you busted your ass last year. I know that. You, you through Christmas, through Thanksgiving, through everything last year, you had anniversaries and and there were a lot of ups and downs, but you kept pushing through. And that's not easy. And at that point, it's like, all right, I I need a little bit of a break, you know, and it's, it's okay to say that. And (laughs) I love that. And, and so how do you feel like like now, like, are, do you still struggle? Obviously we all do. Like, how do you navigate things? Like, obviously let's just say you're like, we're going to go out to eat and everybody else is like drinking and this and that. How do you find that balance of, okay, today's the night where I'm going to indulge a little bit or, all right, I'm going to actually be there with everybody, but I don't have to do that. And I know you've done that like at barbecue, you know, so how do you, how do you do that? So like,
1: at like barbecue type events. I will bring a seltzer to kind of like fit in, you know, um, a hard seltzer. Cause they're only a hundred calories. Um, or I've never been a true big drinker, so I don't feel the need to always drink. Um, I know like Jamie and I went out like a few weeks ago and we had a few drinks. Um, and those moments are rare. So in order to like set up for the day, I, um, You know, I try to watch my calories throughout the day, knowing, Hey, we're going to have like a bigger dinner or, you know, whatever the case may be, maybe smaller snacks or not so snacky, you know, throughout the day, because I'm the type of person I love to snack. So if I know that I'm going to go out to dinner, I'm going to watch how much I'm snacking.
0: Yeah. That's, and that's something that's so helpful for people because I think when they realize it feels like that's not going to work yeah, mentally, like that's not going to work. Yeah, So we don't do it. And we're like, it actually works really, really well. You know, mm-hmm. And there's sometimes you're like, you know, like I said, Thanksgiving, if you're going to have a little bit more. Um, So what do you have in terms of like the best advice you would give to somebody who is like, I think this is, this is also, this is like the last thing I put on here is, and I have a couple more things I want to ask you anyways, but like, mm-hmm. you know, when you first started, you know, we don't have to go into numbers, but like your X weight and you're like, I've got to get to this weight. And every single day you're like, you're showing up to the gym. You're like, opening up my fitness pal you're tracking your food yeah. you're doing these things how do you get yourself to just say because i know the thought comes up i've got 100 pounds to lose i've got 50 pounds to lose i've got 25 pounds to lose yeah and you're thinking about how every week is like a measure of like how much further you have to go honestly do you- just-
1: yeah, yeah the scale motivates me and, you know, using the tracker to see, and, you know, having those conversations with you to see like our progress and how much yeah. we have and seeing that graph go down. Um, those things are true motivators to me. And obviously being consistent, um, once a habit is formed, um, it becomes a habit, like getting up, you know, going to the gym, it becomes a habit. You're like, you kind of feel weird when you don't do it.
0: Yeah, I think I like, that's the thing. Yeah. I yeah. always pointed
1: out that I've been tracking over 500 days. He's like, how, how have you done that? I'm like, I don't know.
0: <laughs> it's it, because, because it becomes a habit and you're absolutely right. I think when people recognize that, you know, it's like we brush our teeth every single day. Mm-hmm. That's not exciting. Yeah. It's just, we get up and we do it. If we were like, I'm so tired of brushing my teeth and just stop brushing our teeth, then we're probably not going to have a great smile in a couple of months, you know? Right. But if people just recognize that it doesn't have to be this thing that becomes so important and that you have to put so much emphasis into it and it's just a part of your day, yeah, it's not that big of a deal. And for some people, it can become a tool that if they do have issues with overeating or undereating, it becomes like a level of accountability. Even when you're not working with a coach to say, hey, like, I'm just going to make sure that I'm keeping myself on track with eating enough and not getting too much of that. And all those types of things. And, and I do think that what I think what, what you mentioned that is so important is, is it is a habit because, mm-hmm. and and you're seeing the benefits every single day, yes. every single week, you're, you're feeling different. Like, I'm sure if you were seeing the scale go down every single day, but you felt like shit every single day. And like you hated going to the gym every single day, you wouldn't be as bought in to do it. But I think that right. there also becomes a level of, like you said, achievement, success, a good feeling that you get every single day that ends up driving you like I'm gonna do it again tomorrow. And just like you said, the 500 days of my fitness pal earlier this year, I don't, I don't know how many days I'm into, but I've been tracking pretty consistently, I think since 2015. And even if I didn't track like everything perfectly, I think I do track every day and I think I'm like over a thousand days of tracking. And I'm like, I was like, I think I'm close to 2000. I have to look at it, but, (laughs) but it's like, it's crazy because I just, it's become such a habit to me. I don't need to track. I don't, I mean, like I said, there's probably days where I know that I'm off, but I'm like, it just, it's habit, you know? And, and when you're in that maintenance mode, it doesn't like need to be very meticulous. It can be like, Oh, I think I had, you know, a hundred grams of this, but I probably only had hundred or had probably had 120, like it's yeah. not a big deal, you know? So I think that that's all awesome. So kind of going into like, I think for me, for you is, is I think that what's your future hold for you? Like, obviously we're kind of working towards a little bit lower. Like yeah, what do you see for yourself in terms of like the habits you've created, what you want to achieve, maybe like future-based cause. I I mean, it doesn't has to be anything crazy big. You can't tell me that you're going to, you know, whatever, but I just, I know I have a vision for you that I see in you, but I'm like, let me see what you have to say. Like, what would be something me, you have? in future?
1: Honestly, people have always told me that I'm a motivator as far as like they're them seeing my journey because the people that have known me the longest, um, have seen me struggle and I've seen the day to day. Um, even those that I used to work out with at the old, you know, CrossFit gym or whatever, they have seen, um, me, you know, bounce up and down as well. And not, ever truly stay thinner. Um, So I think, you know, trying to help others would ultimately be a fantastic goal for me. Um, I I think it would bring me fulfillment. And I think I have, you know, kind of like you, a ton of experience with the challenges that come with losing weight. I, myself, I see it, you know, every day with my husband and I have quite a few friends that have used you as well, that I talk to and, you know, we share our ups and downs with each other to try to keep ourselves motivated.
0: Yeah. It's not easy. I think people no. really think that simple is easy. Yeah. You no, know, like people can look at your photos and be like, God, cause your photos are amazing. you, you you're so photogenic by the way. <laughs> And like you look at you from where you were to where you are. And it's like, God, that, that girl, like she, she just crushed it. Mm-hmm. And I think, and, and I don't want to say that people say this, but I think people really do think it's easy for you. Right. Like, Oh, it's easy for her. It, it must've been easy for her. No, full-time no. job, two kids, a husband, a family, a lot of influences that are not eating the same things as you. Like all of that stuff is part of everybody's journey. Right. And, and especially we get this, this whole mindset of like the perfect time You started on like a Wednesday morning. Like, I don't even remember what day we started talking about this, but I think it was like a Tuesday or Wednesday when I'm like, Hey, let's, let's just get back on the tracking. You know, let's just get back on the coaching thing again. You know, like I just, because it's, it's not ever going to be perfect and there's Mm -hmm. never going to be a time where it's going to be easy. It's always going to be hard. Any, anytime, anything, anything worth succeeding in is hard work. You know, whether you're trying to graduate class and you're trying to do it, get a degree in something, you're trying to start a business, you're trying to learn a freaking CrossFit movement, you're, you're doing CrossFit, you're trying to lose weight. It, it takes effort. And, you know, even people that are like resilient to track or they don't want to track, they're like, ah, that's so much work. Well, you've never done it before. You've never opened up a computer or your phone and looked at what it looks like to have what, what four ounces of chicken has, or you've never done that before. It's brand new to you it's going to get easier, you know, like it just takes time.
1: Yeah. It you took know, me so. two to three weeks to truly understand tracking and how to hit numbers and things like that. And like, Alex will go to Chipotle and he'll be like, why is the steak more calories than the chicken? I'm like, well, it probably has more protein or it has more fat or whatever
0: the case may be. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's so, it's so true, but it takes time. Um, a couple of other things, like just like last minute cleanup things that you had kind of mentioned that I kind of yeah. wanted to talk to you about is like, so something that you mentioned, which I love is the alternative thing, right? So, um, this is a big, a big thing for people that are starting their journey. They have a lot of cravings. They're used yeah. to eating, you know, whatever they're used to eating a lot of sweets, cookies, cakes, whatever. Mm-hmm. And, and it's like, okay, I know that if I have one of those, I'm going to want five of them. That's going to throw me over my calorie budget. So like, what was your strategy for that? Like, okay, obviously I know we gave you, gave you tips or whatever, but like, all right, making those alternative choices that you weren't just like avoiding feeling the craving, you, you kind of filled the cravings with something else. Like, how did you kind right. of go through that journey?
1: So, um, as you know, pizza is like my biggest thing. So, yeah. um, like I love pizza. You can put a cake or pizza in front of me. I will choose pizza. <laughs> yeah, um, so you had told me about the flatbread and like yeah. just making it yourself. So I, I've done that. Um, I've tried it different ways, like in the oven and the air fryer, or, um, if I like just like, I don't know, I really want Domino's. Like I won't order the regular crust. I'll order a thin crust and uh, things yeah. like that. So it truly like makes me think because I ordered it from Domino's that I'm getting what I want, even though it's like super thin. Um, and I'm, I just don't have to overindulge. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: Like that day that I saw you and you're like, I'm making these zucchini muffins. The next day, I'm like, I'm buying one of those. I bought yes. one the little the little waffle maker. I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> awesome! You can make all kinds of cool things with that stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's really what it is for for you. You're developing. Obviously, you can still have pizza if you want pizza, but yeah, it's like you're developing. Like, okay, well, one pizza pizza is not going to satisfy me, and right now I have this goal, so I'm going to make that instead because that's going to be a lot more filling. You're learning how to eat, not just how to lose weight, and, and that's Freaking what I love so. Yeah. anything else to add Miss Amber?
1: I don't think so. I yeah. feel like if I can do it though, anyone who puts their mind to something can do it for sure. Yeah. Cause I've done it all and failed it all <laughs> until now. Yeah.
0: yeah. And I do. You are a really hard worker. That's why I wanted to do this. So if anybody on the Facebook has anything to offer, or add to this, feel free to post in the comments. Um, thank you so much for doing this, Amber. I'm going to stop you. the live feed and just stand for a few minutes with me. Okay. okay. Bye guys. <laughs> Bye.